Welcome to Treasures of Truth, a daily broadcast from Monday through Friday where we encourage you to come and study the Bible with us. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho, and your host is Pastor Rick DeMichael. This week we're airing a message entitled, What to Do When You're Stuck in a Rut. And in this week's message, the preacher will bring a lesson that is filled with hope and optimism in a time when we can all use it. You may be in a rut right now with a relationship or a job or a situation in your life, but there is hope and there is help. So join us today as the preacher reveals what we all want to hear and what we all need to hear. And we pray that today's message will be a blessing to you. If you would like to hear today's message again or other messages by Pastor DeMichael, please stay tuned until the end of today's program for more information. And now your host, Pastor Rick DeMichael. People sometimes clam up in a rut. Well, I've prayed before and it didn't work. Well, you can't give up. Get God's attention. Especially if it's sin in our own lives. You know, sometimes we try to, I mean, imagine trying to hide something from God. Of anyone we should be open and transparent with, it should be the Lord. Besides that, He has mercy for us. And he stopped Jesus right in his tracks. Folks, prayer can do what God can. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. The fervent effectual prayer, James says, of a righteous man availeth much. If you've raised children or been around children much, you know there's different cries of children. There's a cry of defiance. There's a cry of manipulation. But then there's the cry of real trouble. And everybody knows what that is. At this point, the whimpering and the whining is over. There is something bad wrong. And he means business. And you can get God's attention. Have you tried getting down on your knees? If you tried spending protracted time in prayer, not just a minute or two or five, have you tried pouring out your heart to him? Have you tried just letting him know your sorrow and perhaps even shedding tears? When Israel was in the wilderness, God said, I have heard their cry and have seen their affliction. And by the way, a lot of their problems were self-inflicted. But they reached a point where they cried out to God and God said, I have, I have heard their cry and I have seen their affliction. Folks, blind Bartimaeus didn't see that he had Jesus' attention. He has to go by faith at this point. And folks, that's how we pray. We pray by faith. I've said more than once to God and I don't recommend this, but I just said it in frustration, just... Lord, don't hide behind a cloud. Don't you wish sometimes God would just show up and say hi? But he doesn't. But he does answer prayer, doesn't he? He has ways of assuring us of his presence. And, and, and Bartimaeus had to call out that way because he couldn't see. The Bible says in 1 John chapter 5... If we know that he hear us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. 
Number three, number three, this is, this is a, a real hurdle for some. Verse 49, you need to let God work through others, no matter who it is. You see, Jesus, verse 49, is close enough to hear Bartimaeus, but he doesn't speak to him directly. Did you ever wonder about that? Jesus wouldn't have had any trouble fighting Bartimaeus in the crowd. He could have easily said, okay, who is it? And they would have pointed him out. And he could, Jesus could have gone directly to him. But if you look at verse 49, the Bible says, And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man, saying unto him, Be of good comfort, rise, he calleth thee. Well, God is a God of protocol. God is a God of order. And what happens here? The very people that had opposed him previously are now the ones that Jesus is using to bring Bartimaeus to him. If you fail to recognize the word of God spoken to you through men, you will stay stuck in your rut. Sometimes we say, well, I'm just not going to listen to that guy. And that might be just the guy that God has your message. Children, young people, don't fall out with your parents. God has something to say to you through your parents. Wife, don't fall out with your husband. God has something to say to you through your husband. Workers, oh, that's the boss. He's just a jerk. God put the boss in your life. Christians, we're really good at getting super spiritual. Well, I'm not going to listen to that Sunday school teacher because, fill in the blank. I'm not going to listen to the pastor because, fill in the blank. I'm not going to listen to that brother in Christ because, fill in the blank, but it may be the very person that God wants to use in your life to bring a word to you that can get you out of that rut. And in this case, the very people, the very people that seem to have opposed him initially become the ones that bring him to Jesus. Bartimaeus could have, could have resisted that. He could have said, I'm not listening to you guys. I, I often think of Job. Take, take your Bibles and go to Job chapter 42. Go to Job chapter 42. Just keep your hand here in Mark 10, but go to Job 42. And I want you to notice how Job, the book of Job ends. If you recall, his three friends came initially to be comforters and I know they meant well, but when you read the book of Job, they weren't very good comforters. They really added insult to injury, to say the least. And God wasn't too impressed with them either at the end. And notice what happens here at the very end of the story of Job. You get to chapter 42 and pick up the narrative in verse, in verse 7. And so it was so that after the Lord had spoken these words unto Job... The Lord said to Eliphaz the Temanite, My wrath is kindled against thee and against thy two friends. For ye have not spoken of me the thing that is right as my servant Job hath. Therefore take unto you now seven bullocks and seven rams, and go to my servant Job and offer up for yourselves a burnt offering, and my servant Job shall pray for you. For him will I expect, uh, accept, lest I deal with you after your folly, and that ye have not spoken of me the thing which is right like my servant Job. 
So Eliphaz the Temanite and Bildad the Shuhite and Zophar uh, the Namathite went and did according as the Lord commanded them. The Lord also accepted Job. Now watch this. Watch verse 10. And the Lord turned the captivity of Job when he prayed for his friends. Also the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. So he said to Job's three friends, you go to Job and I will pull you out of the rut, so to speak. Because you're out of sorts with me over what you've done. And then he delivered Job after Job prayed for these three guys. Now, you read the entire narrative coming up to that chapter. They started out to comfort Job, but because they kept poking and prodding to try to find out what was wrong with Job, what he had done wrong, Job and, and them just started getting into it. And there was contention, to say the least. And so Bartimaeus could have said, look, I'm not listening to you guys. I'm offended and so forth and so on down the road, he could have said. But, but folks, he didn't. And God goes right on using flawed vessels to speak into our lives. You've heard me say it. You read, you read Hebrews chapter 11, the great chapter of the heroes of faith. And you got all kinds of great men and women in there. And then you get to verse 32 and you read about Gideon and Samson and Barak and Jephthah. Not very impressive pedigrees. Foolishness. Gamblers. Cowards. And yet God still used them in the lives of others. What about that spouse of yours? Who repents of the wrong that they have done and the hurt that they've inflicted upon you? I've often said that marriage is a relationship between two forgivers. Is it still that way in your marriage today? A relationship between two forgivers. Or are you holding on to something? They say for better or for worse. And sometimes it's worse than you thought. But we need to forgive. We need to forgive. Because of all the relationships... That's who God is really going to use so often to speak into your life. You married to a believer today? Then you have more than one father-in-law. You have more than one father-in-law. If you're married to a believer today, God is your father-in-law. The very people, the very people that had been a hindrance, the very people that told him to shut up. The very people that were embarrassed by his crying out are the very people that Jesus is going to use to bring Bartimaeus to him. We want to thank you for joining us today for Treasures of Truth, and it is our hope and prayer that today's program was truly a blessing to you. You've been listening to a message entitled, What to Do When You're Stuck in a Rut, by Pastor Rick DeMichael. And in this week's lessons, the preacher has brought thoughts of hope and of encouragement that many are in dire need of today. A lot of people get stuck in a rut because they are simply guessing at how to get out of it. But thanks be to God that there is help in the person of Jesus Christ who wants everyone to live victorious lives through Him. Jesus wants you to live happy and fulfilled lives. But if you don't know for sure that Jesus Christ is your Savior, then we encourage you to contact the offices of Treasure Valley Baptist Church and we will gladly help in any way we can. And as we mentioned at the beginning of the broadcast, if you would like to hear this or other messages by Pastor DeMichael, 
feel free to visit our website at tvbc.org. That's tvbc.org. You can also visit our YouTube page or follow us on Facebook for more information. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho, and we would love for you to come join us in our services, which begin with Sunday school at 9.30, followed by the morning service at 10.45. We also have a Sunday evening service at 5.45, and of course, all of the services have fully staffed nurseries available for young children, as well as interactive and exciting kids programs for all ages, including junior high, high school, and college age groups. And don't forget our Wednesday night service at 7 o'clock, which has the Master's Club program during the school year for the kids, and a Bible study at the same time for the adults over in the main auditorium. We hope to see you soon at Treasure Valley Baptist Church, and may God bless you.